I know firsthand that most diet plans are completely unrealistic. You need to eat the foods you love and still lose the weight. You know that you should be eating right, but your busy schedule and lack of motivation keep getting in the way. Most diets are too complicated to stick with long-term or they're just plain boring. They leave you feeling hungry all the dang time and don't provide enough energy to keep up with your healthy lifestyle. And let's face it, nobody knows your body better than you. If you want real results without feeling deprived or constantly counting calories, then join me for my Nutrition Reboot Program. It's the perfect way to reset your body and get back on track with healthy eating habits. Nutrition Reboot is a simple plan designed to help women learn about their bodies, what foods work for them, what foods don't work for them, and how to create sustainable habits for life. And if that's not enough motivation for you, I'll cover the common pitfalls of crash diets, plus provide resources about supplementation, food obsession, and how to best design your lifestyle so that you are never dieting again. Sound like a plan? Well, hop on the wait list and when everything is put together, you will be the first to know. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by ML Martel. She writes five stars. Kim is more than just knowledgeable in just health and fitness. She is supportive, reassuring, and on the level. She gives it to you straight, just the way most people need it. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate that review. And you too can review Fit Girl Magic Podcasts. Just go to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to this show and just leave me a five-star review. Um, I love them. I take them to heart. I just want to make sure that I'm bringing you the best stuff. So thank you so much for all of you who have left me a review so far. I can't wait to highlight you. All right, Magic Makers, welcome to another show. And today I wanted to talk about <clears throat> nutrition mistakes to avoid. You know, um, in a previous episode, we talked about, you know, the overall fitness mistakes that you're making. But today I really want to take a nice um, deep dive. That's what I'm looking for. A nice deep dive into the nutrition mistakes that you might be making. And, you know, this is not pointing fingers. Like for me, I know you. You want to know all the poop, right? And not only am I going to point out the nutrition poop on the carpet, but I'm also going to say, how do you clean it up? Okay. So this is why this was, this 
episode was inspired by a conversation that I had with a client. And so I know that many of you think that it's about grabbing that old nutrition rule book that you followed and dusting it off and just, you know, finding success. And I get it, right? 10 years ago, you found success by counting macros or dropping X number of calories or carbs or sugar. And maybe you've you've heard of other people finding success. And so why wouldn't you find success, right? It just makes, it makes absolute sense. Like if Sally could do it, why the heck can't I do it? And this is where I'm going to ask you, have you fully considered how much your life has changed since the last time you dusted off that playbook, right? You know, the client that I'm, I'm referring to is that back then she was 30 years old. Now she's 40 years old with three kids. Life's a little different when you're 30 and single, 40 and three kids, right? Now, you know, how many times, and then how many times have you dusted off that playbook? You know, what is your success rate? Meaning how long did you run the program, right? Did you go 30 days hard? And then you're like, oh crap, on day 31, you couldn't hang it anymore. Or, you know, how long did you go before you pulled the plug and quit? And I asked this question because that is, we're always looking for evidence, right? Evidence that this is going to work. And that's why we pull out that old damn rule book, because it is evidence that in the past I've had success with this. So past success should equal future success, (sighs) except for when it comes to nutrition right? You know, most women over 40 think that it's all about trying hard, right? You know, going big, going home. And this is where, this is the best analogy I can think about it. Like, have you ever like put um, water into a bucket with like a small hole? And the only time you notice that there is, there, there's a small hole in it is that every time you go to fill the bucket, there's just like, you feel like it should be higher. You're like, why isn't this higher? Why, why, why? I don't, I don't understand it. Then you lift up the bucket, and then you see this like water pouring, pouring at the bottom. You're like, ah, sweet Georgia Brown. All right. So here's where it's frustrating. Right? You want to kick the wall, say some salty talk, and so here are the mistakes that you're avoiding. And I want to share with you what they are and how to overcome them, right? It's like I said, it's great that I could point them out, but I want to give you some, some actionable tips that you can use right now. If these are, if this is what you're currently falling under and always, you know, you can always reach out to me. Like I, I'm not, don't be, um, don't feel like, uh, you're bothering me, right? Like my biggest pet peeve, I'll tell you is when I get a, uh, a DM or an email, I don't mean to bother you, like bother me, especially if you're a client, like, dude, you pay me, you're paying me to bother me. You're paying to take up space in my brain. Please take up space in my brain. All right. So office box back to this. So there's so many diet pitfalls that we can fall into. And I don't want you to fall down the diet rabbit holes that I, and many of other women have fallen down. Um, and that these myths keep popping up for you over and over and over again, year after year. And I don't want you to feel like a ding dong that you fell to these myths because like some of them sound so real. And so many people, even gurus still say this stuff till this day. And if you're looking for a way to improve upon your existing weight loss plan, here are some nutritional mistakes that you really should be on the lookout for. 
right? So one of the biggest things I see, and these are in no particular order, but one of the biggest things I see is that like all I'm going air quotes here, healthy food is good for you, right? I bought it at Whole Foods. It says organic. It says all natural. Ah, full of love, full of love, love, love. Flip over the box and read the damn ingredients, right? I can buy crappy food at Whole Foods. In fact, one of my favorite candy bars, I could buy at Whole Foods. It ain't a Snickers, but it tastes pretty damn good, right? I can buy that at Whole Foods. So you see a lot of good foods out there that can really work well for your diet, but not all of them are good choices for everyone. And I know this is a blessing and a curse. (laughs) You know, we're bombarded by the messages every day about, you know, eat this, not that. And of course, you know, I encourage you to start to base your diet based on your goals and how you feel, right? Because not... Every food works for everybody. And, you know, I want you to just don't want to start eating food because you think that it's considered healthy. You know, there are some foods out there that might seem like a healthy choice, but in the end, they're not quite what we thought. You know, take um, green juice, for example, right? Everyone's like, oh, green juice is awesome. It's amazing. Trust me. I used to have a little bit of an addiction myself. Um, but they're, they've strained all the goodness out of it. They've drained all the fiber, they've drained all the pulp out of it. So you're pretty much left with green sugary water. (laughs) And that goes right into your bloodstream and causes an insulin spike. Now, you know, if I really want to have a green juice, I really want you to look at the ingredients of that green juice. Because, you know, if I look at some of the popular green juices, it is probably like 10 different fruits to like one or two vegetables. Like you want it to be very vegetable heavy, right? They put the fruit in it because if not, it would taste like crap. And you wouldn't want to be like, let's go get a green juice, girlfriend. Like you wouldn't say that anymore. So start to think about flipping over your packaging and reading the ingredients. Like what the heck is in it? And when I read the ingredients, the first ingredient has the most, the last ingredient has the least. All right. So read from top to bottom. And when I say ingredients, I mean, you know, what physically is in it? Not like it has 10 grams of carbs, 20 grams of this. Nah, blah, blah, blah. No, that's a food label. I'm talking like specifically what made this product. The second thing is that we start to, to get results. We start to dramatically slash our calories. And yeah, sure. This seems like the obvious choice. And I, I had a client um, this summer. She was going to a wedding. She's like, hey, I bought this dress. I really want to fit into it. And let's just call her Sally. And Sally's like, I really want you to get, get into it. So I'm like, all right, send me a food log. And I just want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're on the right track. So she sends me a food log. And I was like, oh, honey, you're not eating enough. And um, she's like, well, I'm only going to be eating 1500 calories because I calculated how much I wanted to weigh. And then this is how many calories I need to eat. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like she went from eating like over 2,500 calories to now dropping down to 1500 calories. I was like, you are going to spike your cravings, like nobody's business, or you will have to have a bottomless pit of willpower. Yes. Calories are 
at the end of the day, we want to have less calories, but we don't want to do it in such a dramatic way that sends our body into shock, right? If I, like I said, I slash my calories by a thousand calories, like from in like overnight, my body's going to be like, oh, like what is happening? It's going to be reeling in the, it's going to be reeling and it's going to be looking for energy, which is going to be like ringing the doorbell of your cravings, like hardcore. It's not going to be ding dong ditch. It's going to be that person who, um, did you ever watch the TV show, the big bang theory and Sheldon knocks on the door and he's like, penny, penny, penny. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like, you know, craving, 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 craving until eventually you're like, God damn it. I got to open the door. <laughs> right. So it's, well, in theory, yes, that's what makes sense, but our bodies don't function like that, right? We aren't, it's, our bodies aren't much of a, as a calculator as we think. It's more like a, a, um, a dimmer switch, right? We want to slowly dimmer down, down the calories so that we don't dramatically uh, take our body out of homeostasis, right? Our body is always looking to find a way to balance it. And especially if I go with a dramatic calorie drop, then bump up my uh, exercise by like, you know, multiple hours, multiple, you know, efforts at it. My body's going to be like, uh, like reeling from what to do. So start to think about, like I said, it's like a dimmer switch. So start to think about like modifying what you're eating, right? Take a good hard look. What are the foods that I'm eating? Am I making smarter choices um, and balancing those foods with exercise rather than trying to cut everything all together? Because it's not as easy as calories in, calories out kind of thing, right? And, you know, you don't want to be like doing 400 burpees to like burn off, you know, 20 pancakes or whatever it is. I don't know. Anyone even eat 20 pancakes? Right, our body is more like a dimmer switch. So we slow, we want to really focus in on like slowly cranking things back and cranking things down. So don't think about like I know um I come from a a fitness competitor background, and you know, I it still makes me nuts when people are like in 12 weeks you could do a show. And I'm like, ah, it depends. Right. So what I always tell my clients is that I want you living so if if we use a scale of one to 10, right? 10 is, I am like crushing it. One is, you know, past the Oreos, right? <laughs> I've given up. I want people living between five and seven, right? That's where the maintenance zone is, right? So that way, if you live between five and seven and we found the way to dial in the, the nutrition, we found a way to dial in your workout, we figured out your five to seven and that's your happy zone, right? So then when you say to me, hey, I have a wedding or a vacation or just something I'm special I want to, you know, amp up my body for, then we could turn up the dial a little bit. So we're pretty much going from, from like five to like eight or nine, right? So that it's not this like radical, you know, shift to jump. You know how like uh, you've been in a car, right? And you're zooming down the highway and then all of a sudden like traffic backs up and like you have to like jam on your brakes and like you're just like either, you know, you fly forward or you fly back depending on you know where you are in the car. That's what we do to our bodies when we just make these like sudden moves where if I know like, okay, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's say it's January. All right. I know that in April I'm going on vacation. All right, girl, let's start to, you know, look at your nutrition now so that we can 
see if there's any like fluff in there that we can start to like pull out a little bit here, right? So that it's just this like tiptoe into our new way of life versus like, you know, slamming on the brakes, you know, and like rearing off to the diet exit, all right? Which leads me into, you know, some of us feel like I can never have a cheat meal. Like if I do, I am going to lose my stuff, right? And I get it, right? And then this is a tough one because a lot of people struggle struggle with this. Like, you know, they they and they feel like, you know, if I do, you know, let my foot off the gas just a little bit, I, I'm, oh, it's like opening, you know, Pandora's box, if you will. And there's, you know, there's pretty, there's pretty a definite list of foods that like you don't want to eat to like gain the weight. All right, you know, cookies, cakes, you know, sodas, like all of that. But while these foods aren't is exactly going to be the pinnacle of health, but you want to really figure out how do I incorporate fun foods into my diet that I don't feel like I'm always white knuckling it. Because when I don't have these foods in my system, the day I put one or two in these, like I'm going to lose my stuff. It's like, I've seen it too many times for for you to be like, Oh no, that doesn't happen to me. Oh, that's for other people. Oh girl, it's coming for you. And when it comes to you, it's going to punch you in the face and drop you to the ground. So I'm a huge fan of moderation and I've done a whole podcast on that. And I'm actually going to be doing a whole course on um, moderation. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Um, But you know, here's where we have to have that moderation because we need to have those, those fun meals in our life. You know, no one is, let's just be honest. Like no one wants to have carrots at like your kid's birthday party when everyone else is having cake. You want to be able to go out to dinner with your sweetie and have something and not be that person. Or maybe you're, you know, dating and like, you don't want to go on a date and be like, I'll just have the house salad and some water, like in a lime. Like, no, you want to be able to go out and have dinner and not be going to have dinner and like, you know, lose your stuff, but go out to dinner and be like, you know what? It's okay. If I go out to dinner and I have bread with my meal, it's okay. If I go out to dinner and I have dessert, it's okay. If I go out to dinner and I have a couple glasses of wine. Right. And and knowing that tomorrow is another day and I'm just going to do what I normally do. Not like, well, I'll blow it. So about as well, just like bring on the like pizza, right? No, it's, we really need that in our life because I know firsthand, like when I denied myself for literally six months, I was like white knuckling it. I couldn't have this. I couldn't have that. I dove head first into two tubs of Dublin mudslide and corn chucks. And it, it just like, I, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop eating. I couldn't stop eating for almost a month. And I don't want you to end up like me. So plan on having treat meals alongside your nutritious choices and be sure to log them and, you know, moderate, you know, and moderate your choices as as you go along, like, and be sure to pick your favorite foods. And, you know, if you are someplace, you know, think about like the three bite rule, right? If in three bites, it doesn't blow your mind, leave it. Right. I, 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 I truly believe you're far better served trying something versus you fantasizing about it because you build it up in your mind as this being this is amazing thing. And then if you took three bites, you're like, oh, that wasn't so amazing. As amazing as I thought. <laughs> right. So focus on the long term so that, you know, 
you can start to build that self-trust, build those foods into your life without being like, you know, like we talked about earlier, the light switch. I'm dieting, so I can't have anything. I'm not dieting. And so like, let's just kind of keep, again, dimmer switch, like keep it, keep it in the middle. All right. So the other one is like, in order to lose weight, I have to stay into a, a, stay in a, a caloric deficit. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And so what I normally see people do, and allude to what I talked about at the beginning, what I normally see people do is so making this number up just because math and I can't do math in my head. And so I just want to keep it simple. So say you're eating 2000 calories. And so we, everyone knows this number, 500 calories um, equal one pound. So if I reduce my intake by 500 calories a day, that's 3,500 calories in a week, then I will lose one pound a week. Now, math wise, awesome, but our body is not a calculator, right? There's no organ in there. And if you know of this organ, holla at your girl. There's no organ in there that says, boop, 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 boop. You had this, boop, 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 boop. You burned that, boop, boop. No, it doesn't work that way. So here's where I want you to say that it's not about the 500 calories. It's looking at yourself and say, what are my food choices, right? Because that's what adds up. And I'm going to talk about this, uh, you know, more great to you. Actually, I'm going to do it right now because this leads into what a lot of people are. It's like, it's a calorie is a calorie. And so one of the, the biggest hairs across my ass I have about Weight Watchers is that it brainwashes, also Noom, brainwashes you into thinking that it is just that black and white. But I also think about, no one thinks about the, the nutrition density that you actually have in food, right? So if I eat um, 300 calories of chicken breast and 300 calories of a Snickers bar, it ain't the same, right? Where my body's going to take more energy to digest that chicken breast than it will to digest that Snickers bar. Right. That Snickers bar is going to be like zoom right through me. doesn't take much energy where the chicken breast, my body's going to be like churning and churning and churning and churning. Right. So here's where, you know, when I try to just drop the calories, right. Anyone can suck it up for like 30 days. Right. But I'm going to ask what happens on day 31. That's always my biggest thing. It's like, I'm all about creating what I call the reps, right a realistic plan that you're excited about that you can make a plan for in your life and it's sustainable, right? We've all chased those unsustainable things because we know that in order to find my thick girl magic, I have to have great habits that lead to, lead to great routines that lead to consistency. And that is what I ultimately get results. So here's where I have to ask, if I'm chasing this 500 calories a day, how do I feel? How's my hunger? How's my energy? How's my craving? Because if any of those three things kick up, guess what? I ain't going to stick with it. Repeat that after me. I ain't going to stick with it. Now, you don't have to say it in my exact voice, but just hear that voice in my head, right? You know, I, I love when my clients say to me, as they're kind of going through their day, they're like, I hear your voice in my head. So hear my voice inside my, your head. Um, the next place I want to go is that Actually, no, I want to, I want to stick with this, uh, a calorie is a calorie, right? So I, I, I talked about it, right? What the calories you get from, from chicken are not the same that you get from broccoli or not the same that you get from a sticker spot, right? Different foods different, have a different effect 
on your hunger, your energy, and your cravings. Your hunger, your energy, and cravings are key indicators as to how your food is interacting with your body. If I feel that I'm always hungry, the first thing I'm always going to ask my client is, what are you eating? Right? Because I know that if you aren't taking in enough protein, you aren't taking in enough fiber, 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 that means you're not getting in enough vegetables. Are you drinking enough water? Right? So that's the first place I go with my hunger and your craving. If I go, if I say energy, the first place I'm going to look as, are you eating a lot of um, carby, sugary foods? Are you not sleeping? Are you stressed? Cravings, same thing. I'm going to look at what are you eating? Are you eating enough to fill you for about three to five hours? Are you eating foods that are craving for you? For example, when I have a banana, I crave like nobody's business, right? So I have to start start to like start playing food detective. And those are the big three things that I'm always looking for. So those are three things that you can easily remember, hunger, energy, cravings. And you can start to think, how is my food serving me? And again, like, sure, we want to reduce our calories, but we want to do it in a smart, sustainable way. And instead of blindly slashing our calories, we want to understand where the calories are coming from. And this is where, you know, I say track. Now, I know some of you are like, oh, tracking. And I get it, right? You know, I used to be that person who, this is before the iPhone, all right? So uh, bear with me, people who don't haven't tracked before the iPhone. Before the iPhone, it was a pain in the rump shaker. You had to get this book, look up the food, write down the like, hold the book open while you put it into a freaking spreadsheet and hope that your calculations were right. Then you would have to like like make a menu so that you could remember what your foods were. I still to this day know that a quarter cup of oatmeal is 25 grams of carbs and hundred calories. That number I wish could be burned from my memory, but it's not right. So I want you to start to think about these, think about these, you know, these apps. And so one of my clients said to me, she's like, Oh, I was so successful when I was doing macros. I'm like, Oh, awesome. Well, why aren't you doing macros now? And she's like, well, they're kind of hard. And I'm like, you know, I got three kids, hard to pay attention. I got to cook, I got to clean, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. So I said to her, I said, well, instead of tracking all the macros, what if we just focus in on one or two and you decide which one they are? And I said, protein or uh, protein or carbs, you decide. And I said, I go, and that way, that's what you're going to report back to me. Like how many grams you had of either. And she's like, that seems too easy. And I'm like, Okay. So you want to go. So people think that if I go hard, I'm, I'm going to get the results that I want, but here's what I know. If I choose hard, I'm going to repeat. It, it, it's just bottom line. Like, because at some point, the reason why you stopped is because it wasn't sustainable for you. But I know that if I tracked one or two things, that's not going to be that hard. Right. It's like, it's gonna, I'm going to start to get into a pattern that I know, like, okay, I know what 20 to 30 grams of protein is. And so I'm like, I can easily know that I'm either, excuse me, having it or not having it, right? So I really want you to start thinking about that. And then I want to, um, I want to leave you here with the, 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 the one myth that I fell hook, line and sinker for. And if you worked with me, like, 
15 years ago, I would have said this to you. So that in order to stoke, I'm using air quotes, stoke your metabolism, you have to eat five meals a day, right? And you had to eat them like two to three hours apart. They had to be, they had to be that. Like so much that I would like pull out my, my, you know, I would eat on my, um, eat by the clock, right? You know, I knew my, my, I trained myself like a freaking Pavlov's, Pavlov's dog to eat at certain amounts of time. Now, so let's just back up to why this um, myth started, okay? So first, your metabolism, right? So it's supposed to smoke, smoke, stoke, not smoke, stoke your metabolism. So let's get clear. Your metabolic rate is the number of calories your body burns in a given period of time. Okay, that's metabolic rate. So the thought was, if I ate food, my if uh, my digestive system, which is called the thermogenic effect of food, would be burning more calories as it was digesting food. All right, all right okay, yeah, you know, I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to pick up. I'm starting to pick up what you're putting now. The second thing was that. I also wanted to stabilize my blood sugar so that my blood sugar wasn't having these like big peaks and valleys, right? All right, okay, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. But here's what multiple studies have shown. There was no significant effect to my, the, the thermogenic effect of food. There was no significant impact to me burning more calories or burning more fat, right? So that's, Myth, book, book, debunked. Second thing, when they looked at our blood sugar levels, is that we were, as we kept stoking the fire with food, it kept the door open from from our pancreas to always send out insulin. So the door had trouble, never really fully closed because we kept our feeding window open all the time. So we never fully digested all the food we just took in a few hours ago, right? So again, another myth debunked. And this is what happened to me. I was eating too much good food and slowly but surely I deregulated what is what my, my um, leptin, like my body just did not understand when I was hungry because it was so, it was timed to eat at a certain intervals. And so I know now many of you, um, I like, you know, ask me about intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is a short-term way for you to start to really get in tune with your hunger. The other way I, I tell people is that if I start to feel hungry, wait like 10 minutes, like give it 10 minutes and to really understand, are you hungry or is it because you've, you've, trained yourself to eat at 1030 or you trained yourself to eat at two, right? Versus like, okay, I'm hungry. And it's like playing with it because I don't want you to be, get too hungry because like when you get too hungry, you get crazy and you're like, move out of the way. I'm going to eat whatever is not nailed down. I don't, I don't want that for you. <laughs> but what I'm trying to find is like set like you to reset your hunger. And I feel that intermittent fasting can do that for you, but intermittent fasting is not the end all be all, right? Because I can still... If I'm, again, making this number up, if I'm eating, already eating 2000 calories, it's really easy for me to take 2000 calories and like cram it into whatever feeding window that I have chosen. All right. And so here's, I'm going to give you this radical approach. All right. This radical approach to eating. This, this is going to sum up 
this entire show in two, two thoughts. Ready? Okay. Buckle up. One, eat when you're hungry. Ooh. What? Did she say that? I did say that. Eat when you're hungry. Stop when you're full. Holy crap. Even, and even if that means leaving food on your plate. Now, I know some people have been, you know, uh, indoctrinated in that. They're starving children and insert the country that someone's starving, right? But leave food on your plate. I've always left food on my plate. And I remember when my I first started dating my husband, he would always be like, you always leave food on your plate. And I was like, I never really paid attention to it. I was like, I'm not hungry. Like, so I'm not going to eat it, right? Or And so I want you to start start looking at that and really start to really like hone that in. I'm only going to eat when I'm hungry and I'm going to stop when I'm full. And so, you know, as I wrap up this, uh, wrap up the show, I just want to say, you know, do you want to keep falling for these myths and, you know, not hitting your weight loss goals, getting frustrated with yourself, or do you want to finally understand how nutrition works and how to cut through all the noise and the hullabaloo about what's healthy and not healthy. So you can finally start to make smart choices for yourself every single day. Well, that's why I created reboot and reboot nutrition. It is a program designed to help you break the cycle of yo-yo yo-yo dieting and teach you how to create a customized plan that fits into your lifestyle so you can finally lose the weight and keep it off, right? So many people are like, Kim, how do you know all this stuff? I'm going to teach you all the stuff I know, right? So I'm going to break it down for you so that you understand what the heck is protein and why should I give a crap about it? Then we're going to talk about, you know, everyone's like, oh, I want to be plant-based. I want to be vegan. Okay. What exactly is it? How do you not be a carboholic on it? How do my, how do my lifestyle factors factor into my weight loss? And so many people will put their stress and their sleep on the shelf and be like, oh, it has nothing to do with why I can't lose these last 10 pounds. Girlfriend, it's got everything to do why you can't lose these last 10 pounds. Last 10 pounds. We'll also talk about moderation, right? You know, some people are like, oh, I, I just, I, I can't have any like fun foods because I lose my stuff. Well, we're going to talk all about that and reboot nutrition. So there is a link in the show notes. Check it out because I'm sure many of you can benefit from attending this 14-week course where I just unpack it all. And it's just being inside my brain might be a little scary in there, but being inside my brain and helping you navigate today's nutritional footprint. All right, ladies, have a fabulous day and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.